Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. It's the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. It is Wednesday. Hard to believe it is Wednesday, but uh, but I am here. A little under the weather, but I am I am right here. And you're feeling good, though, yeah? Depends on the day. <laughs> this is your, uh, what, Michael Jordan flu game? Is that what we're going to call this? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to call it. All I know is this is not how I had planned on ending my uh, my Christmas break. But look, at least it's not COVID. Bunch of people got COVID over Christmas, so you know what? You just count your blessings and move on from there, right? So we'll do that. It's it's all good. Uh, keep our numbers handy this morning. I need you eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. If there's something you want to comment on, our uh, text number is four three four two four eight zero seven zero four. Our thought of the day today is this: thinking is easy, acting is difficult. And to put one's thoughts into action is the most difficult thing in the world. Hmm. Sometimes you just got to do it. Hey, you know what today is? Today is National Card Playing Day. We did a little game playing over the uh, the holiday. And most everyone knows we have 52 cards in a traditional deck of cards, which is better than the 120 that they started out with, I think. Uh, but do you know why we have 52 cards in a deck of cards that's your question this morning 434-248-0704 is the number do you know why we have 52 cards well it's really a traditional deck of cards 54 because you have two jokers that no one uses hardly ever Isn't i know that interesting yeah don't know why i mean i guess so some people what I, is your go-to card game um i so i grew up playing um canasta they would play Canasta, sometimes Rummy. Yeah, we played um, a game, my family, we gamble when we do this. Okay. Uh, it's five quarters. It's called Opu. Well, it's really called O. I can't oh, say, I know. Yeah, I know I can't say the actual name, right. but when I was a kid, they called it Opu, and that's uh-huh. what we would play. And my, my grandfather, so the person who's named, I'm named at, well, my dad's named after, I'm named after, uh-huh. would probably win nine times out of ten, and then it, it fell to my brother. Like, it skipped me. So, there's so many games you you can play that we we played we played Canasta, but there's spades and hearts and solitaire and gin running and blackjack and of course poker. I don't know how to play poker though. I could teach you. Mm, that might be dangerous. We we played poker a lot. Daycare. <laughs> daycare. Nice. Wow. Oh Lord. All right. Well, that's what we want to know is why are there 52 cards in a deck? Of this day in history, in 1860, Harriet Tubman arrives in Auburn, New York, on her last mission to free slaves, having evading capture for eight years with the Underground Railroad. I was always fascinated by her story. I read every book I could get my hands on about her when I was a kid. Just thought she was just the coolest. Uh, In 1945, Congress officially recognizes the Pledge of Allegiance. Why did I think that was so much older than that? I thought the Pledge of Allegiance was around long before 1945. 
1958, this is just for you. The greatest game ever played. Baltimore Colts win the 26th NFL Championship against the New York Giants. 23-17 at Yankee Stadium. First ever sudden death overtime game in NFL history. 17 future members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame were involved in the game. Have you ever seen that game? Yes. There was a, like a documentary about it. Do you know who the quarterback for the Colts was? I do not. Johnny Unitas. Johnny uh, U. Okay. There you go. Um, I used to have a crush on Bert. Uh, who was with the Colts? Peyton Manning was with the Colts. No, no. This is back in the day. John Harbaugh? No. no I'll um, have to look it up. Um, I, I had his I had his poster in my room. What's his name? I know I you're talking about. He was about. so cute. So cute. Uh, and then 1968, 100,000 people attend the Miami Pop Festival. Performers include Jimi Hendrix, the Mothers of Invention. Bert Jones. Uh, yes. Chuck Berry, John Lee Hooker, and the Crazy World of Arthur Brown. 100,000 people. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, birthdays today. If you're having a birthday, you share it with some pretty famous folks. Actress Maggie Smith turns 88. She is uh, who I long to be when I'm 88. I'm so looking forward to seeing your mother again. When I'm with her, I'm reminded of the virtues of the English. But isn't she American? Exactly. <laughs> Such a great line. Oh, love it. Uh, actor Denzel Washington turns 68. I think he officially has the coolest way of threatening people. I don't think anybody does it any better than Denzel does. He's not coming back. Had enough? You certainly have my attention. Because I can keep going. Brick by brick, dollar by dollar, body by body. Or you can call your boss and tell him to shut down his operation tonight. Yeah, I would do it tonight. My man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just go ahead and do it tonight because it's not going to end well if you don't. Uh, TV host Seth Meyers is having a birthday turning 49 years old today. And uh, singer John Legend is turning 44. You know how I feel. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new try to remind myself that he's not uh, um, as awful as he is uh, as far as politics goes and that he's not married to the world's biggest bully but it's difficult sometimes just saying uh, singer keyboardist Edgar Winter is having a birthday turning 76 years old Still being used today in a lot of commercials and other applications. TV personality Gail King is having a birthday today, turning 68 years old. Actor Chad McQueen of the Karate Kid films is 62. And country singer, guitarist Marty Rowe of Diamond Rio is 62 years old today. So back to our Mind Jam trivia this morning. Today is National Card Playing Day. Everybody knows we have 52 cards in a traditional deck of cards. We want to know if you know why we have 
5252. That's what we want to know. 434-248-0704. So, real quick, good Christmas? Good, good Christmas. Had er- fun. Everything was good? It turns out, yeah. I had sausage balls. I had peanut butter balls. My mom, for the first time ever, made... She would so she did like culinary classes and like she competed and made mm-hmm. cakes like when she was in high school. She even worked for like Williams Bakery, which is a bakery in Richmond. She made a quadruple chocolate cake. Wow. It was it was really good. Wow. So you mom was spoiling you big time. Yeah, so we had and then obviously my dad's family comes over Christmas Day. Right. So we had brunch. So she had like she did like ham biscuits, but the way she made the ham biscuits, she used honey butter, so it tasted like it was like a chicken mini mix with a ham biscuit. So that you, was a dangerous combination for it me. Was a, that was you had a very good it was culinary a good, weekend. That's it was good. good. It I made will, me think of you. It made me think of like, oh, Janet. Like Janet would be very. I almost. I would I, be I, impressed. I almost took a picture of the setup because I was like, you Janet would be impressed, and I forgot to, and I I Loser. almost did. I know you should have because I would have been. Uh, so speaking of chocolate. Uh, Rogan has a new name now. Is it chocolate? No, it's uh, Iron Gut Kelly. That's what we've named him. Uh, so, my Mark had to work Christmas. He, he finally got to go back to work. He had to go back on Christmas Day, of course. And he comes back and he goes, oh, we've got this nice note on the on the porch. And it was from our, our neighbor thanking us for taking some things over to them. I thought, okay, well, that's nice. No. Then I get a, a text from Amy next door saying... Hey, did you get the box of goodies I left on the porch? And I said, no, no, didn't get that. Got a nice card, but didn't get that. And uh, what was in it? Fudge and chocolate cookies and chocolate candy. And let me guess. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, well, it was there were there was box everywhere. There were a little. He did bring me little pieces of foil that still had um, chocolate in it. Still had fudge. Yeah, yeah. it still had. Uh, we some got fudge. lucky. Hokey, Hokey, and Roscoe. So my parents' dog Roscoe was was there, and um, they got. It appears they got into some chocolate chips. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. they also got into some chocolate. Well, I was. I mean, I stayed up with him that night. I, you know, watching him because I was afraid he was going to get real. Now the flatulence was bad. I will say, it was it was on a scale of one to ten. It was like twenty five, but everything else, it was like he hadn't had anything at all. So, you know what? I guess Iron Gut Kelly is his name now. That's what we're going with. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. We are the Morning Jam. Well, we had our Mind Jam trivia question this morning. It was about uh, card playing because it's National Card Playing Day, of which there are many games you can play with cards, I guess. Uh, we talked about a few of them. Uh, we started out originally with 120 cards from, uh, I guess they started in China. They would draw them on paper and mm-hmm. they, would, they would play games with them. 
And then later on, uh, we ended up with 52 cards in a deck. And the reason we have 52, it is believed, is that that is the number that represents the total weeks in a year. That is true. I guess that's how we got to that conclusion. Uh, As we're getting ready to wrap up this year, uh, it would seem a lot of folks had a very rough holiday. A lot of people uh, out of power. I had one friend that not only were they out of power, and she's got a little girl, um, but all their presents were delayed. They didn't have any of the presents for their little girl. Uh, they were supposed to be there on time. They didn't get delivered on time, so they didn't have that. Didn't have power. Didn't. I mean, it was just... I think it ended up being a sweet Christmas, but I, I think it was it was a difficult one for sure. All right, luckily was that... I see. I'm. I'm gonna have to get used to it, like not calling my parents' house home, but my parents' house, and they had power, but I didn't have power in my apartment. So I kept getting emails about it. Yeah. And so I got, and uh, I got lucky there, I guess. Well, your parents' house is home because home yeah. is family. Well, now I'm gonna buy a home, so I'm gonna have a home. Well, you'll Which, know what I mean after I after you yeah. as you get older. You'll you'll no. Get I, what I'm I think I will always call it home, like. Still have spent the most time of my life in that house. Yeah, are you so. going to go home for Christmas? Are you going to go, you know, yeah. home is where your, your your people are. That's right. Uh, so we had some tragic things happen over the, the weekend as people were, well, not just the weekend, uh, people trying to stay warm despite all the power outages. People were using grills for heat. And seven people were hospitalized for carbon monoxide poisoning in Roanoke County. Because they were trying to stay warm by bringing the uh, gas grills inside the house. Please don't do that. Seven people had to be uh, sent to the hospital. Cave Spring area. One was in the Hollins area. And those are where the calls were coming from. In both homes, the power was out. and The grills were being used as heat sources. And, of course, they had carbon monoxide poisoning, which is colorless and deadly. Uh, Gas furnaces or gas logs have been designed to be vented for indoor use. Outdoor grills are not. That's why they're called outdoor grills. So uh, they say never bring your grill or anything like that into your home to try to use it as a heating device. You should always have a carbon monoxide alarm in your home anyway. And to please check with neighbors during power outages, especially during extreme weather. And it was out during some pretty extreme weather. We we took uh, the kids out on Friday to look at lights at the Elks home. It was chilly. No doubt about it. And we were, of course, we, we have wood heat. And wood heat is just so nice and warm and wonderful. I will say my father-in-law, who is used to like $30 electricity bills, mm-hmm. he's, he's that guy. Yeah. Like my dad. Um, oh, my word. He, uh, of course, he hasn't been able to do the wood stove because he got injured. Mm-hmm. And he got a bill for almost $300, and that, that didn't go well. Yeah, that was, he's like, no, that was not, it was not good. It was not good. So, we have that going for us. Uh, so, we had uh, Texas Governor Abbott. He was getting criticized. After a spokesperson for President Biden called the busing of migrants to the Capitol on Christmas Eve a dangerous and shameful stunt. Renee Ezza, the spokesperson for Abbott, deemed Biden the hypocrite in chief 
for criticizing Texas while flying plane loads of migrants across the country and oftentimes in the cover of night. These migrants willingly chose to go to Washington, D.C., having signed a voluntary consent waiver available in multiple languages upon boarding they agreed on the destination. And they were processed and released by the federal government who are dumping them in historic levels in Texas border towns like El Paso, which recently declared a state of emergency. There, of course, they're calling this a Biden-made crisis. Three of the buses of migrants were dropped off in Washington, D.C. on Christmas Eve, at least one of, of which left its passengers near the home of Vice President Kamala Harris. Wow, that seems intentional. Uh, Democrats across the, the nation criticized Abbott for the trip, the White House uh, calling it cruel, dangerous, shameful. Um, Governor Abbott, oh, it's, so, it's always so dramatic. Governor Abbott abandoned children on the side of the road in below freezing temperatures on Christmas Eve without coordinating with any federal or local authorities. Okay. I don't see any children here. I'm sure there were children. I don't see them in the photos. Uh, As we have repeatedly said, we're willing to work with anyone on real solutions like comprehensive immigration reform and border security measures. President Biden sent to Congress on his first day of office, but these political games accomplished nothing and only put lives in danger. This is just like we were talking last week on the show. Um, Neither side is getting anything done. Since April, Texas has bused more than 8,700 migrants to Washington, D.C., 4,500 to New York City, 1,500 to Chicago, 520 to Philadelphia. Here's what's concerning for us, for D.C., is many, many, many of those are going to end up in Virginia. They just are. They'll end up in Virginia, Maryland, places like that. And uh, Abbott has said he started busing migrants to provide relief to overwhelmed border communities. I mean, I, I get it. He's sharing the wealth, but he's really impacting not just those places where he's sending them. It, it impacts other people as well. So, I don't know. Uh, some very interesting stories in the headlines there has been more details coming out about those Ohio, Idaho murders. Police say a university professor is suing TikTok cyber sleuths not linked to slangs. Um, police in Moscow, Idaho say they do not believe a local university professor was involved in the murders of the four students after the educator sued a cyber sleuth for accusing him of being linked to the grisly unsolved murder. See, you've got all these people online now trying to figure out these, you know, cold cases. And in some cases, we have seen some leeway and progress made in cold cases with some podcasts and things like that. Um, They did issue a press release yesterday saying 44 days since four University of Idaho students were found fatally stabbed in an off-campus home, acknowledging investigators' uh, belief that the professor, whose name being withheld, uh, was not involved in the slayings. They say at this time the detectives do not believe the female associate professor and chair of the history department of Idaho, who is suing a TikTok user for defamation, is involved in this crime. 
the woman, an associate professor, says she was uh, accused of being involved in the November quadruple homicides. The professor cited the lawsuit in the lawsuit several videos posted in which the the woman tried to link her to the crime. Her attorney called the alleged cyber sleuth statement false, plain, and simple. She said her client sent the TikTok creator two cease and desist letters, but she's continued to make false statements knowing they are false. What's even worse is these untrue statements create safety issues for the professor and for her family and are saying that the lawsuit is necessary to protect her safety and her reputation. Yeah, this is not helpful at all. The TikTok creator responded to the lawsuit in, by saying, doubling down, saying, I am not stopping. Now I have information about what she's saying her alibi is. I'm going to dig deep in that, too. Oh, dear. So we got somebody wanting to be Jessica Fletcher on TikTok. That's not going to work out very well. Coming up, we've got Niecy Payne. She's going to be bringing us the latest headlines for Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the South Side here on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Our warming trend continues for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. After a cold start, we'll see temperatures warm nicely into the afternoon with plenty of sunshine, highs in the mid-50s. For tonight, mostly clear, still a little cold with our temperatures in the upper 20s. For Thursday, we'll once again see plenty of sunshine, highs in the mid to upper 50s. We continue to see temperatures warm into Friday. And currently we have in the Roanoke area, uh, looks like 26 degrees, <laughs> balmy, 24 in Lynchburg, 24 in Bedford, 21 in Danville, 24 in Appomattox, 23 in the uh, Amherst area. Just chilly all over. I had everything on. I had this heated steering wheel on, had the heated seats on, I had the, yeah, bundled up. I wish I had those fancy contraptions. Well, I, I never just thought I would be the using them, but but I am using them. For I sure. use them what like all the time. <laughs> if uh, if you take blood pressure medicine, or if someone you love takes blood pressure medicine, there has been a recall on some due to the potential presence of a nitrosimon impurity. I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, according to a notice published by the Food and Drug Administration. The recall includes one batch of 20 milligram quinapril tablets. That's Q-U-I-N-A-P-R-I-L tablets. And uh, that's the 20 milligram and the 40 milligram. Consumers, wholesalers, distributors, and retailers can find the lot number on the side of the label affixed to bottles, uh, Lupin Pharmaceuticals issued a voluntary recall on that. 
And they said during recent testing, uh, it had been as, uh, observed that the um, presence of N-nitrosoquinopril uh, was at a level above an accepted daily intake. They're saying that there hasn't been any illnesses related to the recall so far. Uh, the affected tablets distributed across the country are for high blood pressure treatment. So if you take 20 milligram or 40 milligram of those tablets, uh, you can make arrangements to, you know, get those replaced and get them returned probably sooner rather than later would be a good idea. So uh, the Supreme Court is being praised for the uh, Title 42 border security ruling. Some are calling it a huge victory. The uh, ruling sent some shockwaves across Twitter to many users praising the outcome. The Supreme Court ruled to maintain Title 42. That was, of course, a Trump-era policy that allows immigration officials to quickly expel migrants for public health due to the coronavirus pandemic. Many Twitter users praised the ruling, suggesting it's crucial to ensure America's borders are properly enforced. Uh, we're going to be having an a interview a little bit later on this morning talking about the latest on the, the Title 42, kind of where we stand there. Um, at least this will perhaps help stave off some of the flood that we're seeing. Um, the temporary stay of the for, Title 42 will for, forestall a surge of trafficking and drugs and lives will be saved, Senator Mike Lee tweeted. Uh, yet, as Democrats recently rejected efforts to remedy this situation legislatively, it falls to the President of the United States to enforce the laws currently on the books, he tweeted. So, at least for now, even though we're, you know, still sending people all over the country, uh, at least it seems a bit better than it was. Uh, mysterious death. Out in Michigan, a missing Michigan doctor is found in an icy pond near his home. A doctor from Jackson, Michigan, who went missing last week, was found in a frozen pond on a property near his home yesterday. Dr. Bolick Panyan was last seen leaving Henry Ford Jackson Hospital on Thursday, according to a Facebook post from the Department of Safety. Detectives were able to access his home video camera system. The video showed the missing doctor leave his home on foot Thursday afternoon. They conducted an extensive search of the property involving canines, drones, and officers on foot. Nothing was found on land. Holes were cut in the ice on a nearby pond. Divers then located his body under the ice they say they believe Dr. Payam was dead before he was ever reported missing due to the weather conditions and the fact that he was in the water. Our thoughts are with Dr. Payam's family and friends. The medical examiner's office will perform an autopsy and toxicology. It's unclear how they or why he ended up in the pond. Well, there were holes drilled in the pond. So, 
I mean, do you do they ice fish in Michigan? I don't know. Is that something they so. do? I think so. So, I mean, I guess it could have been an accident or I don't know. There's a lot of mysterious things going on out there. It's very dateline-y headlines this morning. Uh, there's also a story in New Jersey of a woman who allegedly shot and killed her husband on Christmas. Fatally shot him on Christmas Day. Uh, Mary Lou Wigglesworth, 51, was a... I know, that's a terrible last name. It sounds like... Wigglesworth? W-I-G-G-L-E-S. wonder if she's the inspiration for the Wiggles. Worth. W-O-R-T-H. wonder if she's the inspiration for the Wiggles. Doubtful. Not if she's a murderess. Very true. Um, she was arrested for her husband's murder, her husband David, after police responded to a report of an injured man at their Mays Landing home at 1019. Police found the 57-year-old dead from an apparent gunshot wound, the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office said in a statement. She's been jailed in the Atlantic County Justice Facility. The slain man had been involved in local politics. He ran as a Republican for the township committee but lost. Also served on the planning board and volunteered for the Boys and Girls Club of Atlantic City. The couple share an adult son. Um, in many pictures, the pair is posing with their son. I don't know. I don't know. On Christmas, too. Just some bizarre stories out there this morning. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's also a big story. I'm sure you'll appreciate this one. Um, marketing researcher is arguing that uh, higher education is failing to make good citizens by saddling people with debt. The exorbitant cost of attending college sets students up for failure, he says. And higher education is often a scam and unnecessary in some fields. I agree with that. A writer and researcher on market influence and monopolies has made these statements. Since I think that the financial aspects of college or higher education has overwhelmed the ability to create a citizenry at a very basic level. It's kind of like a slow-burning crisis that we have to look into. The average cost of going to a private college, including tuition, fees, books, room and board, went from $2,930 per year in 1971 to fifty one thousand six hundred ninety dollars in twenty twenty one. Fun. That's outrageous. Very much so. Nearly a third of parents and students believe that uh, college is overpriced, according to a recent study by Sally May and Ipsos. The Columbia Journalism School is sort of an ex uh, existential crisis because they have a nine month degree. That cost $120,000. A nine-month degree. Come on. Stoller said, yeah, you guys are the problem. You're not only the problem, you're more of a symptom. 
there is a scam here. It's causing a problem. Undergraduate enrollment has declined by more than 4%. That equals 650,000 students from the spring of 21 to 22. I think that schooling exists to make citizens and, and to build a moral, self-governing society. Also, it's there to let you get a job and build a life. I think we're falling down on all counts, and we have to see why that is. Colleges are such a mess in terms of administrative bloat and are saddling people with a lot of debt. You can't come out of school with lots of debt and be a good citizen. Now you're dependent on someone else. So what are we going to do about it? That's my question. I mean, everybody can sit here and complain about it. But what are, you, what are you going to do about it? Other than go up to Washington and say that, you know, college should be free. How is that going to work? How's that going to... How are you going to go from yeah. $53,000 a year in tuition and then make that free? Well, some schools get people. a $100 million a year just for playing football, so... I'm just saying. And that's and that's another problem for another day, I think, probably. <laughs> but I'll leave that alone. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Unbelievable. Our uh, Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market there on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. If you're tired of Christmas food, I am coming to your rescue today with a white enchilada casserole that you will love. And it won't taste anything like anything you've had probably over the past couple of weeks. Um, You're going to need some soft flour tortillas, uh, some cooked chicken. Now, this is a great way to use a rotisserie chicken as well. Um, And then you're going to go ahead and preheat that oven to 350 degrees. Uh, Go ahead and cook your chicken by preferred method or use that rotisserie chicken and shred it up. Once it's cooked, preheat your oven to 350 degrees and grease a 9 by 13 inch pan. Add the cooked chicken into a bowl, shred it up, add in some Monterey Jack cheese, a little bit of garlic powder, and a little bit of cream cheese and mix it till everything's combined. In a saucepan, Melt some butter, stir in a little bit of flour, and some taco seasoning. I know this sounds strange, but trust me, it's really good. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna mix all that together and cook it for one minute. Add in two cups of chicken broth, whisk that until it's smooth, and then a half a cup of shredded cheese. Again, that Monterey Jack will work great, and it'll become nice and bubbly. Then you're gonna stir in some sour cream and some green chilies. Don't bring it to a boil. Just remove it from the heat. In each tortilla shell, add a little bit of the chicken and the cheese mixture. Roll it up. Put it into your 9 by 13 inch dish. Making sure that you have enough sauce at the end that you can pour that over the enchiladas. Top it with the remaining cheese. Bake it for 22 minutes and then broil it at the end just to get a nice broil on top of that uh, enchilada casserole. Serve it up with some, you know, maybe refried beans, some rice on the side. Super delicious white chicken enchiladas. You can find that recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. 
Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Our number toll-free, 866-916-3776. Our text number, 434-248-0704. A lot of you still off this week, so you enjoy that time with your family. Uh, Much needed. Hopefully, you all are are staying healthy and happy out there. Not all of us are, but we're trying. Uh, Virginia State Police are investigating an incident involving a submerged vehicle. Yesterday, Virginia State Police said they were alerted to a submerged vehicle on Rockfish River near the intersection of Bridgeport Lane and Johnson Hollow in Nelson County. And um, there were two fatalities in that. Uh, We don't know exactly what happened there. They're assuming it was an accident, but that is like my worst nightmare right there is a submerged vehicle. Cannot even think about it. Always when I think of submerged vehicle, I think of uh, the the office. Oh well, it's clearly up there, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And and what you so you think of it that way. I think of it in the movies where but it goes I also, off a bridge. And yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. No, I when I'm on a bridge, that is instantly <laughs> like I start like going. All right, all right. How do I escape? All right, do I have enough time to unclick the belt while I'm in the air? Right. Yeah. So they were not able to save those two people. Now they're in Huddleston. They're, they've got multiple emergency rescue units trying to save a horse that has ended up in an icy pond there. Uh, it's a, on a pond near Leesville Road. And they say this is the second large animal rescue they've had to deal with in the past 48 hours. So I, I don't know. Um... Well, they had apparently they had another another one in Bedford County on Monday. That's insane. That news came out. <laughs> he looks so happy to be out, but he looks really cold. Yeah. So apparently they walk out on the pond and then break through the ice. <laughs> Jeez. Poor thing. I know that's not good. Yeah, guys, we we don't. It doesn't get cold enough here. To be, there's no ice skating on the ponds around here. That doesn't happen. Or at least, uh, maybe I, many, I would, many, 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 many years ago. I've ice skated once in my life. And it was on at, a pond? No, it was at Rockefeller Plaza. I was, see, I would be terrified to swim. I fell on my butt to, a lot. A lot. Oh, well, I've gone up to I'm uh, never doing LaHaye. it again. I was like, I, I skated literally at the best place in the world where you could ice skate, which is like the most famous place you can ice skate. Right. And I was like, I'm never doing it again. Yeah, and your butt gets wet too. Yeah, they're like, you're like, oh, it's frozen. No, it's not. It, There's, it's wet. It was. I fell a lot, like I said. Well, and I fell a lot when I went up to La Haye, yeah. and and I needed like they they've got like the little thing, <laughs> the little thing. You know, I would get going, I, and then I like wipe I out. like I'd either fall or I just like grab the wall because I couldn't stop. That was that was the big thing. It's not like roller skating. I'm good at no. roller skating. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm pretty or decent even at rollerblading. Roller but I, I don't, I don't do that. I guess if I used well. incline skates, you know, probably more in rollerblading, I would have been. I probably would have got used to it more. But I could never. But I can, I can tell you right now. I don't care how cold it is. There is not a pond out there that I'm going to ice skate on. That's never going to happen. I think I got a lap in once. I do. I have. I have a story. So we did talk about this a little bit after Aaron Judge hit the home run, and I said his baseball would be sold for a lot of money. Yeah. 
Well, it's sold for money, a lot of money. Okay. Do you want to guess how much? So what's the significance of this he baseball? Hit, so the baseball is his... He basically broke the AL home run record, which was set by Roger Maris, and it pretty much set... It's the quote-unquote clean home run record. It's not connected to steroids. Oh, wow. okay. So uh, so it's it's very valuable. All right, so, so you say it's very valuable. People are really dumb about things like this and i mean it, it's only worth what you could get out of it i i guess i'll i don't know two million dollars i would say yeah two million dollars is that even remotely close probably not <laughs> it's probably not close but that's what i would guess what was that again two million close he was offered two million oh, okay. initially and this guy is actually rich and i th- the value of it is around could top the current record which was set by the 70th home run by um mark require which was like 3.5 million so at actually, least i've heard of him it actually aaron okay. judge is the face of baseball right now okay he wow. sold for 1.5 million dollars wow All right. and he so could have got over. more this guy apparently he like he's a cancer survivor but he's also well off like he works for an investment company so he's a vice president investment company so he sold it early whereas it could have netted a lot more money so i always find that interesting is like i mean he got i mean so lucky like literally spot on scene the moment he caught it someone offered him two million dollars for the baseball wow and then he sold sold it for less than that. Yeah, I might have given it back to Aaron, but I'm a Yankees fan, and I that's my favorite player. You would not have given it back to no, him. No, well, I wouldn't have negotiated. I would have asked for, like, season tickets for life or something. <laughs> well, the largest Mega Millions prize for end-of-year drawing is now up for grabs, so maybe you could get that. And then I could buy a baseball. <laughs> Lottery officials, no, you couldn't. Oh, well, yeah, maybe you could. Uh, that's a lot of money. Lottery officials said... <clears throat> The jackpot's now at six hundred and forty million, with a cash option of three hundred and twenty-eight million. So you could buy a baseball with that, I guess. I could uh, buy a lot of baseballs with that. Five states had one million match five winners with two winning tickets sold in California, one each in Florida, Georgia, and Mississippi. The lottery said on Tuesday, the winning numbers were nine, thirteen, thirty-six, fifty-nine, sixty-one, and eleven. And the Next drawing for the current jackpot will be 11 p.m. on Friday. Tickets have to be purchased before 10 p.m. on Friday in order to qualify. In its 20-year history, Mega Millions has had the jackpot climb past $600 million five times. The game's record was sold in October 2018 in South Carolina. So there you go. And it is a lot of money, but that's also a lot of taxes that you're going to be playing, paying. So... Could be worth it. We got that going for us, for sure. We're going to be having some guests in the next hour to talk about everything from cancellations with the uh, Southwest Airlines. I mean, it is just wrecking havoc. People cannot seem to get home uh, right now. Winter weather's been really funky and has really thrown a wrench into some things. So we'll talk with uh, Jim Crisula about that. And uh, we're also going to be talking about the uh, Ukraine and where we are there. Um, Ukraine says they're not even going to negotiate until Russia gets the troops out. So we'll see.
listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.